Howdy, howdy. Hello. You're back. I'm back from New Orleans. Did you have so much fun? It was amazing. It was such a, it was such a cool experience. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, I'm so jealous. I have such bad FOMO. <laughs> well, so I've said this, like I don't, I don't travel a lot. And so when I do, um, Especially, okay, so Wyoming, we have a population of what, 500,000 people in the entire yeah, state. Not very many. So New Orleans has a population of like a million people in New Orleans. Right. And so once you get over the initial culture shock of just people, like people, so <laughs> many people. Especially in touristy areas. Yeah. And, and then the other thing is, is that in Wyoming, like we can see for miles and miles and miles, houses are not on top of each other. You know, I mean, our, our vision is like definitely farsighted, right? But in New Orleans where we, we stayed in the French quarters, um, everything is just so condensed and built up. Mm -hmm. So Wyoming, we don't have sky rises. We don't have, is that what they're called? whatever yeah. buildings that are really really tall we don't have that mm -hmm. so it was it was it was weird <laughs> it was weird and i mean like going down the french quarter like you look up and there's people there's like <laughs> staring at you from the balcony there's like not only people like everywhere on the streets but there's people up and there i mean there's just people everywhere yeah everywhere the food oh my god i made her get a hot dog I did. So I I love their hot I got dogs. it was so it was so bizarre. So we we go to the the hot dog stand, right? That's mm -hmm. in what where was it? Well, I mean they're everywhere. No, but like the park thing, the central oh, Jackson, um, Jackson Square. Square. So it was in Jackson Square. We go there, the guy is like, What can I get you? And I was like, I don't know. I was told that I had to try a hot dog the way that you make it, not the way that I want it. And he was like, oh, you want. And it has mustard, mayonnaise, ketchup, relish. Did they have chili? Chili. Yep. It had like all this crap on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the hot dog is the biggest freaking hot dog I've ever oh, seen so in my good. life. And they're like $6. They're it cheap. Was, Oh, that's cheap <laughs> for that much stuff on a hot dog. It, and he was like, "Do you want me to cut it in half?" And I was like, "I don't know. I mean, I'm I I don't like mayonnaise. I don't like mustard. I don't like relish. I don't <laughs> like most chilies. I don't like." And then you want me to put all of that, combine it together with a freaking hot dog. I hate hot dogs, and put that garbage in my mouth. So anyway, I did and. <laughs> It was not gross. It's so good. It's weird. I, it about wasn't them. so good, oh, but I ate like seven of those in the three days I was there. Oh no! Oh, I so many. I could not. I mean, I was like, I said that I was going to eat this. I'm going to eat it, but I was like, bleh, bleh. take it back. It wasn't disgusting. I just, I there's something weird about like because I once you learn what's in hot dogs, yeah, what hot dogs like, are made of, those like, things mixed together, you'd be like, oh gosh, like it sounds disgusting. But for some reason, when it's mixed together, it's, it's, I think it probably would be really gross if I made that like in my house. But yeah. Like, but the hot dog was different too. It's not yeah. like the hot dogs that we get, you know, in Wyoming. That's, I mean, probably I exactly what you think. I don't know, but I did try that. My favorite food down there. And this was a mistake. It was a mistake eating this the first night that I was there. Grits and shrimp. Shrimp, shrimp and grits. Yeah. Oh my God. 
God. Mm-hmm. If it's made right. If it's shrimp, if shrimp, if you can have really gross shrimp and grits if it's not made right. Oh, it was made right. <laughs> it had like just kind of chives and a cheese sauce on it. And I was like, I want that. <laughs> I want that. And and the lady, the waitress, whatever, she was like, you can buy this at Walmart. I'm like, I, you cannot buy grits. Can you buy yes, grits here? Yeah. In, really? Grits is like Southern breakfast. You, oh it's like God. oatmeal, essentially. It was for, like, so breakfast. good. So, yeah, you can buy that. Brighton likes the chocolate grits. I think we have a chocolate one. Yeah? Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. And so then every time we went out to eat, I was like, I want shrimp grits. Like, oh, so Because it was so good. It was so good. I did not try gumbo. I know. I'm so mad about that. Which I'm a little disappointed about. And I didn't try jambalaya. Yeah. Um. So I'm a little, you know, anyway. The we just have to go back. Oh no! The ghost tour was very cool. Um, the thing, the the hardest part for me down there is the heat yeah. and the humidity. So, um, I I just couldn't I just couldn't hang. Yeah. <laughs> so even even at night, it was miserable. Yeah. It was miserable. Yeah, I went in December, so it was cold. So I haven't been there in the summer. Oh yeah, it was miserable. It was miserable. <laughs> it was it was awful. Um. But the ghost tour was very cool. I went, we went by the um, house that we just did the case on. Madame LaLaurie. Yeah, Madame LaLaurie. We went by her place. Um, and it's spooky and eerie. Yeah, I mean, it's actually pretty, I mean, it's really nice. The guy who owns it right now lives in Vegas. Oh. And it's just a party house. Really? Yeah, he comes like two or three weekends a year, brings a whole bunch of people, and they just party there. So... I mean, I don't know. She, the lady Can you that. Imagine partying there. No. No, thank you. No, absolutely not. But she, the the lady who was doing the tour guide or whatever, she was like, "Yeah, so one night I'm just out here giving my spiel in front of this whatever," and I said that the guy who owns it is this big oil tycoon, whatever, and he's like, "I'd prefer to be called," and she goes, and he was standing up there. She said it scared the devil right out of me. But anyway, and he like went down and talked to him about like encounters and was like yeah this place is haunted af oh i'm sure it is Mm -hmm. so but that was cool um i did take videos i did take a picture of me touching the handle that's low so that'll be on ig um and apparently you're not supposed to touch the handle yeah, but oh, but I touched it. You probably and bought, brought home like Lollary with you. I didn't. Um, I went to um, the original Voodoo uh, store. So cool. That place was very cool. That place was very cool. I went to the oldest bar in America. Super cool as well. I could not get any videos or good pictures in there because, like you said, there's no electricity. Mm-hmm. So the chandeliers are like. With candles on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing that was really cool is the street lights are original to the time that they were there. So it's gas fed and it's a flame. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a ton of unhoused people there. Tons. Mm-hmm. Very, very dirty. Very dirty by the end of the day. But I get up really early and I had um, stayed at... Hotel, where did I stay? I don't know, wherever the... Mont um, Leon. Where the carousel bar is. Yeah, I stayed in that hotel in the Ernest Hemingway penthouse. So I was clear up on the, you know, I was in the penthouse. I was in the top, on the top. And so I would get up at 
five, five thirty in the morning and make coffee and go and sit on the balcony. And so, oh my God, I loved it so much. It was my favorite thing to do. Anyway, not my favorite thing to do, but I loved it. Um, and I would sit out there and, but I got to see the streets were completely empty, like complete, like a ghost town, completely empty. And there were people, I got to see them do this because I was wondering how this worked. Um, there were like vehicles that came through, like a truck that came through, sprayed water everywhere, a vehicle right behind that that came and scrubbed, mm-hmm. and then a vehicle right behind that that came and like squeegeed it. That's yeah. how they clean the streets. Well, I mean, that makes sense because down there, they don't put, if you live in the apartments or anything, you don't put your trash out. You literally dump it off of those balconies. And then yeah. a big truck will come and push the garbage. So, yeah. I mean, if not, it would be like super gross. Yeah, but it was, it was, it's just cool to see how different places do it. Mm-hmm. Now, there was, the streets are very narrow. Again, tons and tons of people. And there was, a fire truck was trying to get down the streets and couldn't make a turn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I could definitely see, I mean, it was cool. It was a very cool experience. Um, went one time for a swamp tour. Um, that. Yeah, you went to a different area than I had been to. So nobody I stalked you the entire time. Nobody told me not to sit in the front row. Mm. So I am sitting in the front row and it's just like an open whatever boat, <laughs> airboat and with no rails or anything and I'm That's bizarre. And I'm sitting in the front and then we stop and the tour guide comes up and he was like, oh, here's comes this alligator. Come here, Mr. Alligator. I got an easy boat for you. And he's got this chicken drumstick on the end of a stick. And he was like, pulled the stick towards me. Dude, I freaking scream. I was like, no, 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 no. The alligator, this big ass alligator climbs onto the boat I'm like kicking my feet up. I'm climbing over the seat. Oh I'm like, no, thank you. I don't like, yeah. I'm, I'm good in a moving boat. I mean, he obviously knew what he was doing, but it scared the daylights out of me. I don't know. The one I went on had like, they didn't bring any gators on the boat. <laughs> oh, well, I, and I showed you a picture. I'll put, we'll post the video on Instagram so you guys can watch it. I, and you can literally hear me going, no, 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 no. This is not cool. This is not cool. <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, you I you made it out alive. I did make it out alive. I did, and and it was a cool experience. It was very very cool, just yeah. seeing different people in different environments and and the history. And it's a lot of history. Here, there. here is a very very cool thing that I am was. I mean, for me, the coolest part for me was that again I stayed in the Ernest Hemingway penthouse. And I wrote three chapters in my next book in the exact same spot that Ernest Hemingway wrote one of his short stories. That's really cool. Which is only a really big deal if you're into books and into writing. But I, that was a very, very cool experience. Yeah, That sure. was cool. And I was super motivated to write because I knew that and I did I mean my second book is a very very difficult book to write Mm -hmm. very difficult book to write it's really emotional with a lot of of I mean I'm telling someone's story so it's very hard to do and I was really motivated and inspired and it was cool and now I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a Ernest Hemingway quote or something in the front of it yeah you should 
because it was it's very cool it was a very very cool experience and I'm so grateful that I got the opportunity to do that it's awesome I'm still jealous phenomenal company phenomenal time phenomenal experience I'm jealous you're jealous I'm so jealous well, you got to go there and I didn't. And now, well, now I Now we did. need to go together. Now we need to go together. I don't know. I This is probably going to break your heart, but I don't know that it's somewhere that I would go back to. Really? No. Oh, I want to take my sister there for her 21st birthday. So you're going to have to go. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that. So you're going to have to go. I, it was cool though. <laughs> it, it was really cool. So we'll post all of that on IG and on our Patreon. Um, we'll, we'll post that stuff. So you guys can see it if you want to. But it was really cool. It was a very cool experience. It's awesome. So, and it was and it was really cool because our episode that you did on... Marie, uh, Madame Lowry. Yeah, on her, you, you nailed it. Because it was like, in the ghost tour when she was telling the story, I mean, everything that she said, you said. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yay. Uh, fact checked me everything that she said you said you said more things than she said but like in in the end she was like you guys aren't going to believe what happened to those slaves after they were taken out you're never going to believe this and everybody was like what did they die did they did they you know and I was like they went to jail and she's (laughs) like they went to jail you're not supposed to know that how did you know that I was like Samantha (laughs) but but it was, did our research. But you did good. You, you did a really good job. You you said it accurately and you know, I mean, unless you both are wrong, I don't know. I mean <laughs> I'm never wrong. I'm just kidding. The one, I'm wrong the one thing that I wanted to go and see that I did not um get the opportunity to do is I really wanted to go to the cemetery. Yeah. Um, because like you said, the um the coffins are above the ground. Like they're concrete Coliseums. Coliseums, yeah. Yeah. And not that I'm morbid and I, it's just something different. Yeah, because they just have such bad flooding. It's like, yeah, if but, they didn't, there'd be bodies floating everywhere. Yeah, but it's just different. I'd never seen anything like that. And so I wanted to see that, but I did not get the opportunity to do did that. Did you get to drive by at least? Yeah, we, yeah, we drove by it um, both when we were um, leaving, coming, you know, to the hotel from the airport and then on the way back. Um, so yeah, I did get to see it, but you wanted to go in like, but, but off the interstate, you know, where you're going, you know, 80 miles an hour or whatever. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, well, you could have gone and seen a Nicholas Cage has a, in St. Louis one, one or three. I can't remember. Um, he has his Coliseum already built. Oh, really? In New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nicholas Cage. Cause he owned the of his Yeah. Until the bank took it. Yep. Yeah. And he, um, his is, because you know he's in the National Treasure movies, he's got like a pyramid scheme coliseum. It's oh, like a pyramid. cool. Yeah, so. there were, I mean, there were things that I wanted to do that I didn't, you know, that I didn't get to do. <clears throat> Primary, not because I didn't have time, but because, uh, you know, I mean, I spent so much time in the hotel room just like cooling down and, yeah. you know, Recouping. but... But the the hotel was phenomenal. The room was phenomenal. The balcony was phenomenal. The the entire experience was absolutely phenomenal. Wonderful. So I'm happy. Yeah, and I was grateful that I knew you know a little bit before I went down there. So thanks for you're welcome. Thanks for the education. Yeah, before so I, oh, and I went to I went to the um, World War II museum. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
Um, that was that was very cool. It's it's huge. It's huge. Really? I didn't so, go there. Yeah. Um, but that was, you know, that was pretty cool. But so yeah, but it was I mean, all around it was it was phenomenal and I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that I got to do that. Very nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm Samantha. I'm Tracy. This is the suspended sentence. <laughs> we did that backwards today. <laughs> I was like, there you go. You got your very we did a long intro today. We did. Yeah. She had lots of exciting things happen. I did. I stayed here in the rain. <clears throat> I did. And also, we are at day nine. Mm-hmm. And I hit my goal. Woo-woo! The studio is beautiful. Yeah. I posted some pictures on Instagram the other day, so yep. take a peek there. We will hopefully... Um, Maybe two weeks we'll be recording in there. Get some internet out there. Yeah. But um, got it in the dry. Got sheetrock on the walls. Got our desks put in. Got mm-hmm. it's. So I hit my goal. Woo woo. So thanks for the motivation. Woot woot. See, all I have to do is commit to. I just have to say out loud that I'm going to do something and give my word and then I'll get it done. I even was gone for five days on vacation and still got it done. <laughs> so you heard her just say that. So um, you remember our 2.5 million for her to sing. Oh shit. Thanks for everybody that's been following the Instagram page. I think we gained like 50 or 60 new followers in the last like week and a half. Oh so. my God. And we got a ton of emails asking for us to go on different platforms. And I know. And, and I was like, oh Samantha, I'll take care of that. And then I don't because I'm like, oh my God. I know. We actually... Uh, Pull up so I get their everything right here. <laughs> You're great. You're gonna. I, I'm I'm a little nervous Why? to be. Why I don't know. I don't know. It's but I nice. did say that I would do it. You did say that. We've been talking to. Um, it's been a little while since we've given another podcast shout out. Um, Beyond the Shadows podcast. Oh yes. Oh my gosh, they are so nice. Like gave great feedback. Like wonderful so hopefully we've been chatting with them so hopefully something will and they there shortly and they do a really really great podcast like they they're they're good yeah so check them out they're you can find them on our followers on followed list on uh ig instagram instagram and they're on spotify and apple so yeah Check them out. Yeah, and they're giving us like really good um, like tips. tips, and I love that. I yeah. love how the the whole um, podcast community, how everybody like it's not a competition, yeah, at all. Yeah. There was one podcaster that was really nasty, but it was like, Psh, yeah, whatever, bitch, do your own thing. Um, but but one, us, it's fine. <laughs> but there was just one, and literally, like Jesus Christ, one person, but. Nobody else has been like that at all. And we we talk to a lot of other podcasters. And this community of support and helping each other and non-competition and let's collab and let's do this and let's do that. I love it. I know. Yeah. So Beyond the Shadow podcast. They're fantastic. Go check them out. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I just been talking to them like the last like week. So Yeah, and your guys' information is phenomenal. But I have questions for you about one of your tips. To help me get it done because I'm stuck. <laughs> so we'll be messaging you. I can't figure out how to do something. So if you can help me, so 
so <laughs> that'd be great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. I'm sure they would. Yeah. So because we because we were talking about this kind of stuff, I wanted I wanted to kind of just keep it light this this episode. Easy breezy cover girl. And there there is an there is, you know, in our email, people can ask us questions and, you know, ask us to talk about certain things and blah, 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 blah. And, and one of, one of the questions that I've gotten actually a couple times, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I mean, I respect this. The question is, the question is pertaining to Intoxilock devices that go in vehicles, specifically how to beat them. Oh, Well, so, so because, because I was a PO and because this is one of the functions that I did and I dealt with, or I, I worked with, um, everybody in my program and a lot of people, well, everybody in my program had an intoxilock and had to submit to regular BAs as part of their probation. And anybody that's involved in probation and parole, which there are millions of people involved in that system, you have to submit whether or not it's an alcohol charge or not. You can't be around drugs. You can't be around alcohol. You can't be in instant in businesses where they serve alcohol. I mean, so the BA thing is, is a real, is a real gig, but, but it's, it's funny how, I mean, Bro, you just asked a PO how to beat it. Into uh, yeah, water. seriously. <laughs> like, but I mean, that's cool. So let's talk about it. The only one and only time I, well, I mean, other than like our fun game of breathalyzing to see like. Yeah. We've talked about that before where if, if Tracy and I drink together, we'll like breathalyze each other the entire time to see like how it metabolizes in our bodies differently. Yeah. The only other time, I went to prom one year, and it was, like, an out-of-town. It was a different town in Wyoming, and I was, like, literally 16 and walked in, and I got breathalyzed to walk in, and you had to get breathalyzed to walk out. Oh, wow. And I was, like, I've never been breathalyzed anymore. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. So, that was perplexing. Well, so, I mean, I I think, I mean, my opinion, because this was one of the questions too, like, my opinion is, is that, I mean, the, the, these breathalyzers and these machines really do serve a purpose. Right. They really do overall. However, one of the biggest problems that I had in my program, IDP, was was really, you know, I, I tried to be really fair and give my participants the best shot that I could at succeeding. Um, so... So when when their breathalyzer machines like blew hot or gave a, a a hot read, hot means positive. Hot means that the machine says that there's alcohol. That there's alcohol detected. Um, when they would do this, I mean, I really looked into it. I just wasn't like, oh, that's a hot read. You're you're guilty. And so, so okay, let me back up here for a second. Okay, so. DUIs, 4th and 10 in Wyoming is a felony, right? And so it's mandatory with, in Wyoming, it's mandatory with your 4th and 10, your felony, that you have to have an intoxilock machine put on your vehicle for life. Oh, for life. For life. That's wild. So, and once you hit felony status, like, it's not getting taken off, I mean, unless there's a mistake at the DMV. And that isn't done through the court system. That's done through the Department of Motor Vehicles. Oh, wow. So that's something that, that that department handles. That is not, that's not a court thing. That, 
That is 100% about. As like a restriction of your driver's license? Correct. Like you have to have that? Yeah, and insurance reasons, right? Oh. So so all of the participants were a court order to have an ignition interlock system put on their vehicle prior to their license being reinstated. And like you just said, like there would be like limitations. Like they could not be operating somebody else's vehicle. They always had to be driving their own vehicle, even like work related. Like if they have a work mm. vehicle, they always had to be as part, like on their driver's license. It says that they can only operate a vehicle that has this interlock device on it to show that they're not drinking. So <clears throat> now I am not an expert on these devices by any stretch of the imagination. There's my disclaimer. So I am not saying <laughs> she's not any, a doctor and she's not an intoxicant. Any of these things are facts. I am saying that this was my experience and my knowledge and my understanding. So if any of this is wrong and you have an issue with it, I don't know what the hell to tell you. So <clears throat> because I don't, I don't create these. I'm not a mechanic. I don't know how it works. I don't. That's not my gig. That's not my expertise. So okay. anyway. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about what a BAC is. Thank you for coming to Tracy's TED Talk. <laughs> so BAC is your blood alcohol concentration. Okay. So this is the level of alcohol. It tells the level of alcohol that's present in a volume of blood that equals 100 milliliters or one decimal. Okay. okay. So that's how it registers. In most states, like your BAC has to be below 0 0.08. If you're above 0 0.08, then you're legally drunk. If it's below that, you're good to go. Go ahead and ride a bike, fish, operate a motorized vehicle, whatever you want to do. Drink, have fun, whatever. Just keep it below 0.08. I don't know. I'm just the, I don't know why I just said fish. That was a really I, weird grouping of things. I, I don't know why I said that because when I think of fishing, I think of drinking. And there's some states that you can't drink while you're on the water. So I don't know why I just said that, but. I mean, roll with it. Roll with it. Just go with it. But in Utah, for example, in Utah, it's 0 .05. Did you know that? Yeah. And their beers are what? Like three, two beers? Yeah. It's lower concentration, which might be why it's. I'm getting a Charlie hearse. I'm really sorry. <laughs> she's making the most god awful face right now. Because like, I have like a muscle cramp. I'm like, I don't know if she's in pain or if she's disgusted by my. No, my... Just continue on. It'll pass. Um, but there's a lot of states right now that are currently like thinking about adopting that 0 .05. <sighs> why? BAC opposed to the 0 .08. I, you know, because I think that when you're 0 .08, that some people are drunk, right? I'm not drunk all the time. Okay, that's good. That's <laughs> great. Okay, so, but there's a lot of factors that, that affect this BAC influence, right? Okay. So, your body, your, how fat you are, how in shape you are, how much you've eaten, how, I mean, like there's your gender, your gestation, your digestion, not gestation. All right. I mean, <laughs> your if you're, digestion, if you're growing a person, please don't be drinking. Please don't be drinking. That's a whole different episode. Okay. But there's a lot of things, age, there's a lot of things that, and we've talked about that. Like when you and I were doing like, take a drink of wine. Okay, you blow. I'll blow. Yours was way low, way lower right. than mine. And I have a higher, like, body fat and tolerance, And I drink more regularly mm -hmm. than you do. Right. Because that was our big question is, if I drink three, five, three to five drinks a week and you drink once every five months, how big yeah. of a difference does that make? And it does make a significant difference. Yeah. It does. So, but to answer your question, Lance... <laughs> mm -hmm. 
The only way to get your BAC down on a breathalyzer is time. A lot of people think that there's tricks to getting them down and to lower it. There's not. Like if your body is going to digest it, how it's going to digest it. There, there, there aren't tricks. You know, like, like sometimes people will be like, I'm going to eat something or I'm going to drink water or I'm going to whatever. But the amount of alcohol that goes into your bloodstream like has to process and work its way out. Right. Now, I'm not going to leave you like that though. Like I'm not, I'm not <laughs> just going to say like, you asked me a question and so I'm going to tell you not how to beat it, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I'm going to tell you one thing that you can do. Okay. Okay. So like I said, some people think that you can eat food, some pe- right? And that will help a little bit because it will absorb the alcohol and the alcohol will not go into your bloodstream. But when you're drinking, there's just a few ways that alcohol leaves your body. It leaves it from your lungs, i.e. breathing. It leaves it when it does? you, yep. It leaves it when you urinate or it leaves it just by digestion, right? Like just losing its umph in your system. Okay, so what was the first thing that I said? Lungs. So, look at me, I'm a good listener. You get pulled over, <laughs> take very, very deep breaths through your stomach. <sighs> very, very deep breaths. It's not going to make you sober, but it is going to help a lot. Other than that, dude, if you just, if you just downed a case of beer and you're driving, you might be shit out of luck. First of all, you probably need to be in jail because you're being a jackass. Don't do that. Preach. Don't do that. You're endangering everybody's lives and you're just being careless and reckless. And that's why breathalyzers exist and the laws are the way that laws are is because people are not responsible with their alcohol. Be responsible. Preach. Be smart. Um, but if you have only had one beer and you're someone like Tracy where you have one beer and I will be sloshing drunk and somebody <laughs> better be taking care of me. And if I'm like, I'm going to drive home, but I'm only going to blow, not only, I'm not downplaying this y'all. I'm not, but, and I'm going to blow like a 0. 0.09 or I'm at that 0. 0.08 where, you know, I will go to jail, but I'm, but I am okay. Like I am okay. I'm going to take a couple breaths. Okay. So anyway, so I'm going to tell you a story. Though. I'm going to test that theory next time we drink. Okay. Okay. That's fine. If you ever, Samantha, though, for seriously, if you ever were to get shit face drunk and get behind the vehicle, oh, the wheel I mean, of the vehicle, I I, I'm saying like with you next time we're doing our breath. Dude, I game. would be so disappointed in you. I would be so disappointed. Okay. But let me tell you a story. <laughs> one story, because this is, this is important to know also of one interaction in IDP with one of my participants. Okay. So he calls me on my phone, obviously on my phone, (laughs) Jesus Christ. He calls me, it was like, I don't know, 6.30 at night. It was a Friday night. And I am in a neighboring town about 25 minutes away. But I always answer my phone, like always, I always answer my phone. So I pick up the phone and I'm like, hey, and he's seven shades of pissed. And he is like, my breath, my intox lock just went off. I'm not drinking. I'm, I don't know what the hell, blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, well, cool. Where's the breathalyzing machine that I gave you, that I issued to you? Where is that? 
He said, at home. I said, well, you better get your ass home and do a FaceTime video with me within the next three minutes so that I can see that you're not drinking. So he goes home, he gets his breathalyzing machine. He takes, you know, he FaceTimes me. He submits his breathalyzer. It's zeros. I'm like, well, I don't know. But now I've got this recorded or whatever. I'll send, you know, I'll send the recording and a typed, you know, letter over to Intoxlock and to the DMV explaining, you know, what the situation is. Don't know what to tell you. Sorry for your bad luck. Like it's a machine. Nothing is perfect. Don't get pissed off about it. It is what it is. Okay. So we get off the phone. Four minutes later, he calls me again and he's like, the damn thing just did it again. And I was like, bro, you better park your truck. Like it's clearly malfunctioning because he's he's submitting to my breathalyzing machine, which is a high-end machine. Right. And so I was like, you better park your truck because the third time that you blow hot in one setting, it locks you out and you can't restart your vehicle. You have to have a mechanic go in and do it. Oh, wow. So, um, oh, here's the other thing about those breathalyzing, those interlocks is the ones that we use have video recording at the same time. So somebody else can't blow for you. Oh. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, you're not going to, you know, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, you can just have somebody else blow for you. No, it's actually like the way technology has evolved. It's a camera on there now too. So it sees, and it's like right here in your face. (laughs) Like it's, you can, there's no, there's no. Getting around that. No, there's no bullshit in your way out of it. Anyway, so, so he was like, I was like, well, where are you going? And the town that we live in is really smart. He was going to a store. He had, he had just, you know, gotten out of, out of jail. So he's needs a new pair of work boots. Um, he had to work all day the next day. Like he needed a pair of shoes and he was going, the store closed at seven. It's like 10 to seven. And I was like, well, I mean, you can either risk it or, I mean, I don't know. I, or walk. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, whatever. And so he, he blows again and goes, and now he's locked out. His alarm is going off. Okay. So now it's going to trigger a call to the police. Okay. They're going to arrest him. So I am booking it to where he is. Get to his house. And I mean, cops didn't come or anything, which was weird, which is surprising to me. Disable his his alarm on his vehicle or the horn on his vehicle so it's not honking outside, whatever. He is pissed. He's pissed, pissed. This violation will get him six to ten years in prison. Like right. it's this, a big deal. This it's is a really, really like, big deal. Yeah. And and so I'm sitting on the front porch of his of his house with him, and I'm like, walk me through everything that you did. Every little thing that you did, walk me through it. Because I mean, as soon as I get there, I have him submit a new breathalyzer. I, you know, I test it first. I blow. I sure the hell am not drinking. So I blow. It's zeros. He blows. It's zeros. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, but we've got to come up with a, we've got to come up with something. An explanation. Yeah. Tell me every single little thing that you did. Okay. So he gets home from work, comes in the house. He's running late. He's got to make it to the store to buy his boots. His wife had just made pizza. Um, they they just made pizza, so he grabs a piece of pizza. He's eating it as he's running out the door. All of us have done this. He gets in his vehicle, and he goes to the store. He's like, that's it. That's all. That's all. I said, well, what were you drinking? He's like, nothing. I wasn't drinking anything. I'm not drinking anything. And I said, so I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and then his wife is is right there. And so I said to her, I said, hey, can I have a piece of pizza? 
And she looks at me like, what? And she's she, like, seriously, that's what you're worried about? You're hungry? You're hungry you're, right now? And she's like, I guess. And I'm like, okay, well, we, we get it for me? And she's like, Tracy. And I'm like, can I just have a piece of pizza? So she goes and she gets me a piece of pizza, <clears throat> brings it to me. I take a bite of it. I'm chewing it and I eat it. I love pizza. <laughs> and then, like, as soon as I, I swallow, as soon no, as sorry, I, <laughs> I love pizza. I love pizza. Like, now I'm like, oh, I want pizza. Um, but as soon as I swallow it, I blow into my breathalyzer. 0.13. What? I'm like, where did you get this pizza? I knew where they got it because there were only, there's only two different, there's only, I think Three. one or something, one place. Well, it was a take and bake pizza. Oh, so there's only one in town. Yeah. So, so I was like, let's load up. Let's go and bring me that fucking pizza. So she brings me the pizza. I'm taking it. We go down to the pizza place. He's like irate. And I'm telling him, you need to calm down and you need to shut up. Like you're never, ever, ever going to walk into a place fired up and get the results that you want. The only reason I'm doing this is because, dude, your ass is going to jail if we don't figure this out. So we're going to figure it out. So I go into the store and there's customers in there. So I just say to the lady, can I speak with your manager? And she says, yeah. She goes and gets the manager. And I say, can I talk to you outside? Because I don't want the other customers to hear what's going to happen. I mean, it's a place of business. Like, let's keep it professional. So we go outside and, and I explain the situation. And the manager is like, you're full of shit. There's no way that our pizza just made a breathalyzer pop hot, blah, 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 whatever. Like, and now there's this fight ensuing. And I'm like, no, like, I'm just looking for a reasonable explanation. Like, can we just look into this? Can we just investigate this? He gets super like, I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the the owner. I'm like, perfect. Thank you. Let's do that. My participant is like popping off and I'm like, dude, shut up. Stop. Right? So the owner comes down. The cops come. Now we've got this situation. And I'm like, I just want to know whether or not it's the pizza or whether or not it's my participant. He, if it's him, he's going to jail for six to 10 years. So I owe him 20 minutes of your time. Right. Like, can you not give... 20 minutes of your time for potentially 10 years of his life. Yeah, seriously. Can we not just look into this? And even when the cop shows up, he's like, Tracy, girl, like, I know you believe in your participants and, you know, whatever. He's like, but your dude drank. And I'm like, okay, prove it. Right. Just prove it. Like, like that's what makes sense. I know that's what makes sense. But just prove it. So... We go inside, they shut down the store. <laughs> the owner is so mad. He's so mad. And we start testing ingredients. products, right? And which is so gross. Raw ingredients is so gross. But anyway, we get to the dough. And we test the dough the with raw dough with the cops breathalyzing machine. And guess what? The dough should have been thrown out the night before. It was bad dough and the yeast had fermented. Had fermented. And even when it was baked, it gave the yeast has the same whatever in it that made the breath. That's how sensitive these machines are. That it made a positive read. 
Wow. That's wild. So what, they just had to throw it out? And like what happened with your participant? Nothing happened to my participant. I and and that's why I wanted the cops there because did I wanted pay, nobody's gonna believe this story. Did he have to pay the mechanic or did like because his truck was locked up? Yeah, that still fell on him. That should have fallen on the pizza place. Well, I mean, at that point, it's like you're not going away for ten years, so pay him the forty <laughs> bucks and get on with your life, right? Yeah, I mean that's but fair. but um. But that's why it was imperative that the police were there because I had a police report that said, this is what happened. This is why we were there. This is the products that we tested. This was the results. Because, and this is, I mean, this is, it's sensitive. Yeah. It's a super sensitive machine. It works. It's a, it's a highly effective device. Highly effective. However, yeast, so any, any product that has yeast in it, the other thing that would without a doubt always give a false positive is you know those starbucks canned drinks oh yeah the energy ones if you drink that you're blowing hot in the next 10 minutes that's wild right doesn't it isn't it if you smoke a cigarette and you blow right immediately after the cigarette won't you want to blow hot too I, I don't know if that's true or not i mean that I've would be interesting that. to test you need to test that because i've heard that that if you immediately like your last puff immediately like blow into they're super super sensitive machines they're very very sensitive do they work absolutely they do they absolutely work um but you know and everybody said this after this experience because i mean when when as soon as i got that police report like i sent it to senators legislators people on my board i mean i sent it to a lot of people because the information is power, right? right and we need to we need to understand and I sent it to the to the director of the DOS or the um DMV also. Um because had I not been in IDP and the PO that I am, it was after hours, it was on a weekend, another probation officer would not have answered the phone, had not they would not have done that. Right. They, they would have been not like, oh that sucks, you shouldn't have drink. Yeah, because, and this is a far-fetched story. This is, I mean, like, who believes this? Yeah. I mean, this is bullshit, right? No, it's true. Yeah. It's true, and it's actual fact. But if it would have, if it would not have been me in the position that I was at, he would be in prison right now. Yeah. If you want to see the actual police report by Tracy's book, IDP. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I did put it in there. Yeah. yeah, I did. The actual police report's in there. Right. <laughs> so, if, you want, if you want to fact-check her. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know why I would lie about something like that, but that's, that's pretty stupid. But, so, but yeah, so just a, just a quick plug of your book. So Lance, you can't beat them. They're <laughs> highly sensitive. If you've been drinking and you've drank too much, I mean, you're kind of, you're kind of, I mean, whatever. Here's the other thing though, just heads up, Lance is, um, and I have used these, there is a test now they, that the hospital can give where they can detect blood or um, alcohol in your bloodstream if you have drank in the last three to four days. Oh, that's wild. So, I mean, just because you, I mean, we don't, we, we as, as POs anymore or the court system, we don't have to catch you in the act anymore. We can do it. I mean, there's also patches that we can use, they're like 30-day patches that give rings if any alcohol is detected whatsoever, or drugs also. Um, but technology is just getting too advanced. Like you can't... Cheat the system. You can't cheat the system. You can't. 
And also, I don't know why you would want to. Like if you've got six to 10 years holding, hanging over your head, dude, just play your cards, just do your thing. But if you really wanna try, the only thing that you can really do, eat some bread, take deep breaths. There you go. And good luck to you. <laughs> but thanks for the question. It was fun. It's that a fun, fun question. Oh my god! And I always have an answer. So what there a it fun is. little episode. Yeah. Thank you for all your knowledge and your stories today. Yeah. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you, guys. Stay safe.